people who are your immediate uh, offspring, your, your children right now. And then the hope is that they will also pass it on to their children and their children will also pass it on to their children. So it becomes a generational thing. So if you leave a good legacy, you're going to have this impact all generations after you. Hallelujah. So legacy is living something. And today uh, we are going to um, go and we're going to talk about four legacies that we are supposed to live as people of God. The first one is what I call the legacy of wisdom. Now preach with me. If you won't make me teach, you're going to preach with me. So say with me the legacy of wisdom. Oh, I can feel the legacy of wisdom. Hallelujah. I still don't like my mic. Where is the blue mic? Hallelujah. The legacy of wisdom. I'm hearing myself too much. Hallelujah. Yes, I think I like this better. Thank you. So, the legacy of wisdom. And what is wisdom? Wisdom is the application of knowledge. And as I, I also heard from a, another preacher called Myron Golden or whoever, um, is the application of truth. When we say wisdom, we are talking about applying the knowledge that you have acquired. So if you, may, if you have knowledge of all sorts and you don't apply it, you are not wise. Or in other words, you can have knowledge, you can know everything and still not be wise, right? So when we're talking about leaving a legacy of wisdom, so leaving a legacy, that shows that you apply knowledge in your life and you teach your people who are after you, your offspring, to do the same. That is what we call leaving a legacy of wisdom. Hallelujah. And let's move on. The uh, reading we're going to start with is Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 to 9. Hear, O Israel, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Hallelujah. Can you say that portion with me? Impress them on your children. Oh, come on, say it better. Impress them on your children. Hallelujah. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your forehead. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Hallelujah. So this is what scripture is saying we should teach our children. Now the reason I'm bringing this up is wisdom, as I said, is application of knowledge or application of truth. As a matter of fact, that I like the application of truth more. And then because of time, I'm not going to go deeper. But when we say application of truth, what is truth? Truth becomes what is the word of God. Hello, do I make sense? So it literally mean uh, the, uh, literally what I'm saying is 
Wisdom which we want to pass on to your children, which we want to pass on to the next generation, is the word of God. It's the application of the word of God. Because application of the truth is what we call wisdom. Hello? Are you, are you, are you getting me? Hallelujah. Thank you. So, this is what scripture is saying. This is the command to God. He said, pass this wisdom to your children. This is what you have to do. And look at these instances of emphasis in, in that portion of reading. So impress them on your children. That is one. Talk about them when you sit at home. When you walk on the, along the road. That is how important this is to God. That you leave a legacy of wisdom to your children. And as we have said, wisdom is applying the truth, which the truth of which is what? The word of God. So God knows that for you to have a, a generation after you that will do better, you have to be able to impress on them wisdom. And that wisdom is the word of God, the application of the truth, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And I, I, I'm baffled when I see how many times he places the emphasis. When you walk on the road, when you are, when you, when you are going on a jog, make sure you talk about this. When you are sitting down at home, make sure you talk about this. When you lie down, when you are sleeping and your child is laying next to you, make sure you talk about this. Hallelujah. Tie them as symbols on your hands and then bind them to your forehead. Bind wisdom to your forehead. Bind them and tie them to your hands. That is what God wants us to do with wisdom. Impress them on your children. I'm not saying that. Leave that legacy. God himself, according to scripture, is telling his people of whom we are that pass on that legacy of wisdom. The knowledge of God. The Bible says what? The fear of God is what? The beginning of wisdom. So now you, you see how it comes full circle. Knowing the word of God and applying the truth, which is the word of God, is wisdom. And then God is saying that the fear of God, which is knowing God, is the beginning of what? Wisdom. So let's teach our children to begin to fear God, to love God, because it is something that God wants us to do. You may say that, but you are talking, oh, this message is for the people who have children, you know, the old folks among us. No, I'm not talking to the children or the people who already have children only. I'm talking to you and you who are not yet married or who are married and not have children yet. Oh, may God help you. So when you are about to have children, you already have this thing already in you. Hallelujah. God forbid you have children and that you don't even know that you have to impress wisdom on their hearts. They will grow up before you come to the realist realization, they will be gone. As Adanoto was saying, sometimes we miss the time we spent with, with, with children. We don't have enough time for them. And before you know, they are going to college. And when they start college, yesterday I brought my back to school. She came home a couple of months and I have to bring her because she's gone. And then they will come and go, they will come and go, and then they will marry and they won't come anymore. <laughs> Hallelujah. I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Amen. So when you have them, when you have them, impress upon them this wisdom that God is saying. Leave a legacy of wisdom. Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, leave a legacy of wisdom. Hallelujah. When we read in Genesis 18, verse 18 to 19, Scripture says that Abraham will surely become a great and a powerful nation. 
He's calling and talking about one man. All and all nations on the earth will be blessed through him. Verse 19. You see, this is the promise. The first verse we read in 18 is the promise. But look at 19. For I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just as, so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised. Hallelujah. You got to take your time when you read this scripture. You got to take your time. I'm going to read it again and make sure you, you focus so you can catch the vision that I'm, I'm bringing up here. Abraham will surely become a great nation. That's the first statement. God is saying it. As for that fact, I have made it. And all nations on the earth are going to be blessed through Abraham. Abraham. That's why I'm here. Through Abraham, I am here. I'm calling myself a child of God, walking about and binding demons because of the blessings of Abraham. Right? Now, let's move on. Say, for, for 19, for I have chosen him so that he would direct his children. That is the work of Abraham. So God made a covenant with Abraham. I'm going to bless you. But then this is the deal. This is your part. Hallelujah. So you, Abraham, I'm going to make you a great nation. But then I have chosen you to direct your children. Hello? So God will bless you. You member of PR, wherever you are, whether you are watching online or on Zoom, wherever. As for the blessings, God will bless but your part to play is to direct your part, your children. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, you are not getting me. Amen. So, as for the blessings, it will come. That is the promise. But your deal in that covenant of blessings coming is that you will direct your children. So, when we say, leave a legacy of wisdom, it is not just a command for you, uh, but it is linked to your own prosperity. It is linked to your own well-being. It is linked to the promise of God for your own life. Because God doesn't want to just bless you and then after you die, the blessings has ended. God doesn't bless, he doesn't want his blessings to cease. Hello? So when he blesses, he wants to make sure that that blessings continue to flow wherever you may be. So if you are blessed today, when you are not dead tomorrow, he wants to make sure that blessing continues to live. He is an eternal God. Whatever comes out of him must continue to live. Oh my. I'm not feeling you. If, if this is how you're going to, I'm going to make a teach. If you are not preaching with me, you are going to teach. I'm going to ask you the questions, then you will talk. Hallelujah. Whatever comes out of God is living. Whatever comes out of God is eternal. When God breathed a life into man, man became a living being. Life came. Whatever comes out of God is living. So when God chooses to bless you, his intention is that you are not going to be the end of that blessing. His intention is that you are going to carry the blessing, expand yourself, pass it on to your generation and your children, and your children also pass it on to their children. And for that to happen, he says, instruct your children. Just make sure you direct your children because I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make you great. But the children must be able to carry on the blessings and take it to the future. Hallelujah. Have you seen how, can you imagine how bad it will be after all the blessings you have received and when you are gone, there's no more. You are just, you just came through the world 
and you, you were blessed. Everybody, oh, this woman is blessed. And then she passes away and the blessings are seized. There's no more, there's nothing, there's no legacy. Everybody say legacy. There's nothing left of you to, to look on and, and remember what God did. Oh, God forbid. Hallelujah. And for the blessings to carry on, you must direct your children. You must impress upon them that wisdom. You must, you must leave that legacy of wisdom in your children. In those that are next to you, you may not have a child, but even when somebody comes near you, they must feel, they must, they must, they must enjoy that legacy. They must, they must step into that legacy of, of blessings that God has given you. Hallelujah. You got to impress on them that wisdom. Hallelujah. So we have a part to play in the blessings that God has for us. God forbid. I can't imagine if God has made me great and then I'm not there and my son is not great. Then what, what, was, what was I doing? Hello, are you catching it? So what God makes you must continue to grow on even when you are not there. Thank God we are going to live to be 100. I know you are not going anywhere. Amen. But whether it takes 190, 95, 102, hallelujah. I saw a video of a woman. I think they said she was 175. Was it Facebook or something? And that woman was, you, you can tell that she wants to go, but death is not coming for her. <laughs> hallelujah. But even at that time, when you are old, your children must carry on the same things that God did with you. And the only way that happens is when you leave them a legacy of wisdom. Wisdom which is the application of truth. Truth which is the word of God. Hallelujah. May you begin to see those that come near you different. If you have children, may you begin to see that you have a job to play. As a, as a woman, as a man, as a husband, as a wife, your ministry to God first, is to your children, to them which God has brought forth from your own loins, from your own body. Your ministry first is to them before it goes out to anybody. And we are failing because we run, going to church and doing all the work and, and making sure that we, we please our bosses at work, making sure that we get the bills paid and we leave those people who are the carriers of our blessings behind. And, for, and, and before we know, we are passing on and these children have nothing to touch, that nothing, nothing. Hallelujah. God forbid. Tell anybody, God forbid. Hallelujah. So live a life that is emulating of what God wanted Abraham to do. Direct your children. I'm blessing you, all right? I'm going to make you a nation, all right? But I need people to carry on. In fact, to make you a nation, if I'm going to make a nation out of one man, I want to make sure that that one man that I'm making a nation out of has left whatever thing that I have with the people that is going to come after him. That is why Abraham did his part. So when we talk about Abraham, we say that the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, he left that legacy. So they carried them on. Oh, 100 years after you are gone, may somebody look and say that the God of Antigloria, oh, look at how he has made his son. Look at how he has, where is his son there? Hallelujah. Look at how he has made her, uh, her, grand, uh, her grandson, uh, her granddaughter. Look at them. Uh, that same God that was with her is with her, with these people today. Hallelujah. And we refuse to do. That's why now churches are closing up. We are buying churches for cheap because we did not leave the legacy. We raised the children 
oh, as soon as they finish college, you know, the system says that after 18, they are an adult, they can rent their apartment, you can't have any say in their lives. If they want to go to church, that's fine, it's up to them, but you got nothing else to do with them, and they leave the church, and churches are being turned. I hear in, in Europe, here it's even better, in Europe, they are turning some magnificent edifices into clubs, because nobody is there to worship God. No legacy. They thought about themselves, just about themselves. When they were going to church, oh, blah, 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 blah. And their children, they forgot about them. God forbid. Oh, may God give you a new vision for your whole family. Hallelujah. May you begin to see your family as your ministry standpoint. The, the place of your ministry. God help me. I'm learning this myself. Because we love to run around and achieve things and let people see and praise us. And while we are, our homes are being torn apart. This legacy conference, if you live here with nothing, remember that your ministry starts at home. Charity begins at home. Hallelujah. Amen. Live a legacy, a living legacy. A legacy of wisdom. Because of time, let's move on. The next legacy that God wants you to live is the legacy of your name. Tell your neighbor, the legacy of your name. Hallelujah. The legacy of your name. Amen. You, you, know, you know, many cultures, I think, I, I, if I'm not wrong, it looks like it's the entire world, wherever children are born, men give the name. It was so from where I came from. It's so here, it's so been there, everywhere, right? It's like you have a child, you got to bear my name. As a matter of fact, we give our names to our wives too. Hallelujah. I changed my wife's, my wife's last name. It was a miracle. Look at a skinny guy like me. The moment I married her, her, her father's name had to go. <laughs> Hallelujah. Have nothing on. At that time, I was even a student. And I married this, this, this girl, and then she had to drop her, her father's name. Wow, look at what God can do. Amen. And then I have a son and I give him my name. Hallelujah. The legacy of the name. But the question is, what is in that name? When people say that name, what is in that name? Oh my God. You got to leave a legacy in the name so that as your name is passed on, people will look and see and know what God has done with that name. Oh, we say the God of Abraham because we know Abraham was a man of faith, right? We say the God of Isaac because we know Isaac was a man of faith. He loved God. We say the God of Jacob because we know Jacob was a friend of God, right? So the name must be passed on with all that it takes, all the attributes of the name that God has it to be passed on. And God, God really understands name and he carries names to a whole different level. And that is why a secret, uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 to 11, let's read it. Why God would give Jesus a name that is above every name? Why? why? I mean, he didn't have to have that name. You, you, you could just make him more powerful. Hallelujah. You don't need a name to make a man anything. But the secret is, is in the legacy of the name. Now, he left us a name, and when we mention the name, you know who, in fact, people who are not even believers, when they hear the name, they know what I'm talking about. As a matter of fact, demons, demons, kalabasakataya, lebre kandorobosia, makatayebe, lebre basonkoto andorobosia, rabasakata. Even demons, they know the legacy in the name of Jesus. 
The Bible says that he has exalted, therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name. Everybody say, and gave him the name. The name that is above every name. Hallelujah. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue, and every tongue, acknowledge that, acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. He gave him a name that is above every name. So God is the originator of names and he wants your name to carry power. He wants your name to be that, like that of Jesus. Of course, he's not going to cast out demons like Jesus' name, but when we mention your name, whether alive or gone, there's got to be a recognition of the significance of God in your life. Masakataya. If you are not there or you are there, even when you are around, if your name is mentioned, people must ask, oh, who is this? I feel, I feel there's something about this name. Hallelujah. Amen. So your name, as you give it to your children, as you, as you send your name to the generations above, generations ahead of you, they must carry something. Don't just leave any name. Don't just leave and marry like I was saying. Just marry, throw people's name off and put your name on them. Not just do that, but leave a name that is legalicious. Hallelujah. A name that is a name of legacy. A name that people will know and recognize that there's something unique about this person. Hallelujah. And for your name to be like that, you've got to have integrity. Everybody say integrity. Some of us, we lie to our children in their face. You, you are leaving them a legacy with your name on it. You are giving them an envelope with your name on it. And you are lying in front of them. No integrity. So no wonder when you stand in front to lead worship... I'm not picking on worship leaders. <laughs> Hallelujah. No wonder when you stand in front to lead opening prayer or to preach or anything, people don't even feel it. Why? Because there's nothing in your name. There's no truth about you. You have no integrity. All it takes is that let all the church people be away and then let's ask and see if you will do this or not. No integrity. When no PRWC member is there, no ERDA is there, and we say, Kajo, would you want to try this alcohol? This one is sweet. When you are on campus and nobody is there, you look around, no PRWC member. In fact, the Christians who are there, they are not even here. And they try you with the drug and say that, hey, just try this. When I take this, it makes me high. It makes me, in fact, it makes me able to study. It gives me some supernatural power. And then you, you, you look at them and say, oh, you know, I'm a Christian, right? Then you start looking if Ada is around. Uh, is there any PRWC member here? No integrity. A man of integrity, regardless of who is around, will stick to their values. Hallelujah. A man, a man of integrity is trusted on the job. Their boss, when the boss wants to do anything, they look at them and make sure they get their approval because they know that as for this man or this woman, they will not compromise. Legacy. Your name. Can we trust you by your name? What kind of integrity do you carry? What kind of truth is about your name? What are you showing your children? Beloved, if we don't do this, if you don't have integrity, your children will not have integrity. We have a saying in uh, some language that I learned. That, right? It says that a crab, a crab doesn't give birth to a bird. Have you seen that before? <laughs> no! Have you seen a vulture even carrying uh, 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 or giving birth to, 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 to a goose? No, if you're a goose, you got baby goose. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. If you are, if you are a hawk, you get baby hawks. So your integrity that you show in the house, the children are studying that, hey, if I'm ordained, my son is ordained, and I'm not behaving like the integrity that I am, he is copying. He's going to pass the same thing. So your legacy becomes a legacy of non-integrity. So your name, your name must carry integrity. Hallelujah. No matter what, stand firm, especially the men about, around us. It, it is difficult when times are hard, you know. Man, every man wants to carry their ego. They want to make sure that they're living, you know, like the head of the family, as the Bible says. But when it comes to integrity, you got to have integrity. The person without, that's why the Bible says that a double-minded person is what? Unstable in all his ways. Tomorrow you are this. Yesterday you are that. Then uh, in the future, you are going to be something else. Hello? Integrity. Integrity. What is in your name? When your name is called, what sounds in people's mind? Oh, this, this lady, just gossip, just gossip. Everybody has something labeled around your name. No integrity. So leave a legacy in your name. Oh, may people hear your name and give glory to God. Hallelujah. May people hear your name and say that, ah, this man or this woman, oh, I trust that God is going to be with him. Why? Because of the integrity. Also, in your name, you have to have character. A character will also give you uh, the ability to project a name that is positive. Amen? Amen. And then also, to leave a legacy in your name, you have to have faith. You have to have faith. Now, Hebrews chapter 11 is still being written. They stopped writing the Bible, you know, physically writing the manual. But in God's own, he is still writing Hebrews 11. Hallelujah. The men whose names are recognized and, and mentioned in Hebrews 11, we are still adding on to them. We are adding the Cyrus. They are still being added. The names are also being there because of their faith. So if you want to have, project a legacy in your name, you have to be a man or woman of faith. Hallelujah. God is writing them still. I hope my name appears in Hebrews 11 when we go to heaven. Hallelujah. God will read out. Hebrews 11 is not ending. Man, people of faith, that's not them all. That's not just them. There is more after them. And in our generation, we got to have some. And I hope you, you are included. Amen. A legacy in your name. When your name is mentioned, can we say that you have faith? You are a woman of faith. Legacy in your name. Now, the next one we are going to is the legacy of service. Everybody say legacy of service. So this is the last but one. We, I gave you, we are going for, right? So legacy of service. Now, in legacy of service, I want us to read from John 13, verse 3 to 5. Jesus knew that the Father had put under his feet or under his power. Let me just read this. I can't see it right. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Hallelujah. 
legacy of service. Everything about Jesus, we, we know Jesus is God, right? We say that he was like God and yet he came down and took on the form of a human being just to die for us, right? We, we esteem him to be equal with God. And yet all his ministry, Jesus' ministry was a service ministry. You can, you can tell it any way you want, but one word we can use for Jesus' ministry is described by the service. Healing the sick is service. Teaching the people is service. He wasn't even paid for them. Thank God, people who are rich, some videos and stories that I'm reading, they are saying that, as a matter of fact, if you, pro, if you find a place where there's lack of service and you provide service there, you get rich. So we, we even know this. But Jesus didn't even look at that. He was just serving. And we, as people of God, must find ourselves in service, wherever we are. If you are in a job and you are lording about people, you are not leaving a legacy of service. To leave a legacy of service, you must be humble. You must be willing to go down at people's feet and wipe them off. Though you may even have a better degree. Though you may have a better degree. Though you may be more excellent in some ways. Though you may even be cuter. Hallelujah. But you got to go down. Leave a legacy of service. In your children and in their children's children. Teach your children that it is better to serve than to lead. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that leaders are supposed to be what? Service. So being a leader means you are a server. So if you want your children to be leaders, teach them to what? Serve. Teach them, come to church and pick up the rubbish in the basement. Teach them when you go to church and you see that the, the parking lot is messy, go around and pick them up and put in the trash. That person that teaches their children that they are living a legacy of service. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Last time, uh, Adanote was saying that he didn't have fun. But I looked and I'm like, Adanote, look at David. This guy has been here. For as long as I've been in the church, playing the drums, hallelujah. The legacy of the service that his dad did, God has put in him. So he has also seen it. And he's carrying on the same thing. He's not being paid. Hallelujah. He works and makes sure that he's often sent just to be here. He has picked that up. Hallelujah. Legacy of serving. He has seen what his dad does and he's doing the same. Are you teaching your children to serve? By your own service. Some of us, we don't serve. We'd rather be bosses. Hallelujah. We'd rather wait and let everything happen and we come and we enjoy. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. A legacy of service. Teach yourself to serve wherever you are and teach your children to serve. When you do that, not only are you going to be rich, if you are business-minded and you have this idea, you are going to even create, you are going to become a big, a big entrepreneur because entrepreneurs, all they do is to, they find a place where there's lack of service and they provide a service and they get paid for it. Hallelujah. Amen. But believers, we don't want to do that. We just want God to bring the manna from heaven. We have been walking in the desert for too long, God. Just drop some manna. We have been praying. Lord, don't you see all the days of fasting and prayer? Ah, this church, every week there's a program. Every week there's prayer. Every week we are fasting. And yet we don't serve. A lot of us don't serve. We will do all the prayers. 
all the fastings, but we will not offer ourselves to serve. We don't go to any soup kitchen to volunteer. We don't, we don't do anything that serves humanity, which is what God uses to bless his people. Hallelujah. Leave a legacy of service. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. Leave a legacy of service. And the final one is leave a legacy of wealth. Everybody say, leave a legacy of wealth. Hallelujah. The dictionary definition only mentioned this one. But we have found that there is more. Now, it would be sad for you to be gone and your children to be suffering. How sad it would be when you are not there and your children are suffering. If you were there and they are suffering, at least you could empathize, maybe help them here and there. But you are not there. Your children are suffering and their children are going to be suffering. Leave a legacy of wealth. Hallelujah. I'm not a wealth creation expert, but all I want to tell, let's read from uh, Proverbs 13, 22. A good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children. But a sinner's wealth is taught out for the righteous. Okay. Let the sinner store. But you, the Bible says that a good person, do I have any good people here? Oh, you are not sure you are good? You are the best people in the whole world. You have Christ Jesus. You are the best ones. The Bible says that you are the righteous. You are holy. You are sanctified, right? You are being sanctified. You are justified. A good person leaves an inheritance. You are talking about legacy, living something. A good person. Are you a good parent? Are you a good mother? A good grandmother? A good father? Are you living something for your children and their children. That's the serious part. Though. It didn't say leave something for their children. For their children's children. So you got to be able to leave enough wealth to cover your children and their children. Hello? That is a big thing. And I, I thought it was enough to just leave something for Nathan. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just, no, but the scripture is saying that I should leave something for Nathan's children. For Christians, children. For idiots, children. For you, when you, when you start having babies. Not just for their children, but not just for them, but for their children. That is when you become good. If you don't get to that point, you are half good. Maybe I should even call you good. <laughs> Hallelujah. But since we are talking about family and legacy today, oh, may the Lord give you the grace that you accumulate enough wealth just, to, just enough to give it to your grandchildren. Amen. That's children's students or grandchildren, right? Hallelujah. Amen. Just imagine when I started college, if my grandfather had left me money to go to school here, imagine how much money I would have saved. I've paid twice my student loan because of interest, and I'm still paying. Recently, I picked up the, the phone and I called them, and I'm like, how can I still be paying when I've paid everything that I collected, and they are like, oh, but the interest rate is this way, and uh, you have to continue to pay. And I cannot say I won't pay, because I took the loan, I needed the money. And I've finished paying, but I'm still paying. No inheritance from me. Imagine if my grandfather had left me money. That's the, all the money that I, was, I, I, I would have been making would have been coming to me, and I would probably be able to leave more for who? Nathan, Nathan's children too. So let us start with you. 
Let us start with you. I hope that I can live more for them that are after me. So they won't struggle like we struggle. Because that is when you become a good person. You can be a Christian, but you're not good if you're not leaving anything behind for your grandchildren. Hallelujah. I hope you're not mad at me. <laughs> Hello? And some people are saying, I don't think you don't know. Even paying my rent every month is not easy. You're talking about my grandchildren, not even my children. <laughs> it's not my talking. It's God talking. Hallelujah. But if you live the way God wants you to live, and you begin to serve, you pass on that wisdom. You, 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 you learn the wisdom and you pass it on to your children. And then you also create a name, integrity and faith. I can challenge you that the same God that says that a good person lives, he will equip you through all these means to be able to live enough for your children's children. Hallelujah. And that is where we are going to close today. Be on your feet. We are going to pray. That this time, as we, as, we, as we have waited on God, we want to leave a good name. We want to leave some wisdom. If not all, at least something that can carry our children forward. Something that can carry our families beyond us. Beyond our first generation. I call myself first generation because everything behind me wasn't as good either. Hallelujah. So beyond you, what, what, what we can do. Come on, be on your feet. We are praying right now. Thank God. Thank God first for his word. Labra Sankata, Ebeyaba Zondorobu Seki Makataya, Lebre Mababanderebo. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, Lord. We give you glory, we give you glory, we give you glory in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your word, we thank you for your word, we thank you for your word in Jesus' name. Rabo Sebe Makataya, Lebrea Makutu, Ozombondorobo, Bozobre Makataye, Lebre Masankata, Anderebe, Lebra Bababa Sandorobo, Mozokutuku. Honorable, 